Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the State New Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sam Metry. Colt Wood is in class, but with me today is Suichi Tirada. We're going to talk MSU football. Went over Minnesota last week, 30-27. Suichi, we didn't go to this game, but what was your impressions watching the game on TV? Um, I mean, obviously you could tell even on TV, just like a Michigan game, there was a lot of rain again. I mean, they had, I believe, like a 37-minute lightning delay to start off the game, so that wasn't too pretty. Pretty, excuse me. Um, another thing, too, is that that really does kind of stunt the development of the chemistry between Byron Lewerke and his wide receivers. I mean, Coach Samuel, Terrence Samuel, the wide receivers coach for MSU, said it yesterday kind of well in the sense that, yes, it's a stunt growth because you can't really throw the ball that much. I mean, and that Coach Coach D'Antonio uh, also said on Tuesday that um, the, obviously the passing game wasn't working because of all the rain, all that kind of stuff. And another thing, too, was that the running game was working really well. I mean, Madre Lund had a touchdown. I believe LJ Scott had a couple at a career day rushing for 198 yards. I forgot the exact total. But overall, this was this was a this was a winnable game in the sense that MSU should have won, and they did win, and they they they, they did get that taken care of. People were kind of saying that yes, it might have been a trap game. I don't think it was too much of a trap game. I think we talked about that last week, but. Overall, I think MSU put in a decent effort on both sides of the ball there, especially amid the conditions. You mentioned that you thought that it sort of doesn't really let them flow in a system, like doesn't let them connect a little bit, but I'm saying it builds confidence, though. Like, I mean, they keep winning. Like, that's got to be a confidence booster. Yeah, it's absolutely. not like you're not having those connections or relationships with the wide receivers. They're still, what, 6-1? Yeah. 5-1. 5-1. 5-1, 3-0 in the Big Ten. I mean, yeah. I mean, whenever you win as a young team like the Spartans are, you're going to gain confidence, and nothing helps. Nothing helps chemistry. Nothing helps the locker room like winning does. To be quite blunt, you can have an awful locker room, but if you go twelve and zero during the regular season, go on and win a national championship, no one's going to care about that. That's the end of the day, um, and that that does help MSU in a, in bouncing back from three and nine. I mean, there were murmurs of the locker room issue last year, so having you know going being successful, going five and one, beating Michigan on the road, obviously a big one. That that does help chemistry. That does help everybody just kind of gel together that helps them together. I mean, I wrote an article about it earlier this week about how MSU, how most of the players, Antonio said that they haven't played their best football yet and that both the offense and the defense hasn't been clicking at the same time. And I think that's very telling because as fans, as reporters, anybody watching MSU could tell that they haven't yet played their best ball because it's either the offense playing well and the defense kind of slacking, but most of the time it has been the defense kind of picking the offense up. I mean, everybody in that locker room knows it. Lewerke knows it. Brian Allen, senior center, captain, also as well knows it. Um, this offense has to step up, step up, and they will, I believe, just because, I mean, there's just so much talent. There's just so much there is to kind of know about each other. And, I mean, especially these last two weeks, it's really hard to play in a monsoon-like conditions. I mean, we can rag on MSU all we want about their offense playing so poorly, but at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do in that ring. And then it's not like the offense struggled with Minnesota, don't get me wrong. I mean, like I mentioned, they pounded the rock there, and they did very well just kind of gaining uh, yards on the ground, uh, kind of, you know, just really just dismantling Minnesota uh, the way that they wanted to by running the ball. So um, you were talking about how uh, the MSU team is – Starting to build confidence, starting to, but like how I have having been in that locker room, this team has beaten Michigan. That's true. They're seven and one, but like they're also really young. How how much is this team getting too confident too fast? I mean, what do you think being in that room is that confidence sort of turning into like cockiness? I don't know. I don't know. Just asking questions to the outside of the program is like if I was a freshman on this team after having gone no expectations, 
Now you're yeah. in the middle of the Big Ten hunt, having no expectations. Last year, this team wasn't very good, and it's a young team. How how do you think this team's getting overconfident? I don't know. Just like I'm just I, I'm not in the locker room. What do you think? I mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell because they do. At the end of the day, they're going to put a kind of not necessarily false persona, but they aren't going to be putting out their I guess their true colors in front of the media in the sense that. Lewerke isn't going to be like, oh, my wide receivers need to play better, blah, blah, blah. He's not going, he's not going to do that. They're not going to throw players on, or teammates on the loss, all that kind of thing. It is hard to say if they are being a little bit confident. But at the end of the day, I don't think confidence is a bad thing for this young team in the sense that this team has been talking about their lofty goals for months now. During, I remember during June, during the media availability, I was talking to Chris Fry. He was, he, he was not hesitant in admitting that, yes, the goal at the end of the day still is Big Ten East champions, Big Ten champions, and beyond. This team has always been about hitting those lofty goals. And D'Antonio said it himself best in the sense that last year was such an, was just such out, so out of the blue because this program now, at this point, under D'Antonio, um, this program is at the point where they expect to win, and I don't think that's a bad thing because that helps... That, that kind of does give them the confidence of we're going to go into this game, this is a winnable game, we're going to go in there and win on the road. And that and I feel like that helped a lot against Michigan and Minnesota. So it's hard to say if they are overconfident, we'll see. I mean, they have been making plenty of mistakes, so it's, you know, those kind of those uh, growing pains, especially with such a young team. I mean, you can't have that fumble by Sky. You can't have the defense kind of falling apart, of, uh, falling apart Excuse me, in the fourth quarter there. There have been a lot of mistakes, but regardless of it all, MSU has been winning, so... You it's, it's, it's really hard to balance the two, I mean, the good and the bad with this team. But at the end of the day, I think this is still a talented team. I mean, number 18 in the country currently. So we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. I mean, we are only halfway in. So we'll see how this MSU team kind of weathers a storm in terms of the good. Right. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree. This team's played really well so far. But, I mean, when you look at their schedule, they beat Bowling Green 35-10. Yeah. That's... Big win, but that's a MAC team. They beat Western by two touchdowns. Again, that's a MAC team who has talent from last year. Yeah. Uh, and you lost to Notre Dame, who's got talent. Say what you want about Chip Kelly, that team's going to have talent. Uh, beat Iowa by seven. Out outlasted Michigan in like fourteen <laughs> like ten, and then again outlasted Minnesota thirty twenty seven. I mean, mm-hmm. most like all three Big Ten games have been won by a total of what is that thirteen points. I'm like I'm not I'm I'm pers- I'm trying to be pessimistic about this team yeah. right now, but I'm just saying like. Last two games have been monsoons. Yeah. They've been terrible weather, and both those games that like you can see a way how Michigan State could lose that game. It's not unrealistic for me to go back like okay, well this and this happened like that's a clear loss like I can do it for both those games. Iowa the only one by seven, they lost to Notre Dame, and then you're against then you're looking at two MAC wins. Yeah. So it's it's very easy to for me to like dismiss a lot of the schedule. I don't think we should. <laughs> But it's very easy to do that. So yeah. that's why I'm asking questions about how confident is this team. When you look at the schedule, it's very easy to like talk yourself. It's very easy to look at this and then be like, well, maybe they're not as good. It's easy, it's easy to do that. It's the only reason why I bring up the overconfidence issues. But I don't think this team is being overconfident. I'm just not in the locker room. I just wanted yeah. to see what you thought. Yeah, for sure. I, I, just adding on to that, I feel like, yes, there have been... There, you make a good point in the sense that the three Big Ten games MSU has played has been very close. But at the end of the day, a little bit more context needs to be added, I believe, in the sense that against Michigan, yes, it was a close game, only a four-point win. I mean, if you're MSU, yes, you'll take a win, but you want that to be a little bit, you know, a little bit more breathing room. But at the end of the day, that was a strategy that Antonio and his coaching staff kind of instilled in that game. They were content. They, a lot, a lot of what has been kind of 
under the radar, hasn't been really talked about about this MSU team, especially for that Michigan game, is that they had the luxury of going to hyper-conservative, hyper super-conservative in the sense that they only ran the ball not that much. I mean, we talked about it on our Michigan Reaction podcast. They were playing with the fire a little bit, having Lewerke throw upwind into the rain. Like, the, MSU had the chance to not or MSU had the opportunity to not throw the ball because they were afforded that luxury. They were afforded that chance because they played so well yep. in that first half. Yep. And then, Michi- yes, Michigan did turn it five times, but that's also because they had to throw the ball. I mean, you can't... I mean, Mi- MSU was going to stack the box in that game. Right. Like Michigan was. Right. And that... And, and no, this MSU team's D-line, this front seven, might not be as good as Michigan's, but they're still pretty damn good. I mean, right. those linebackers are really good. That D-line, Ray Paul Williams, all those guys, Kenny Wilkes. And that's the thing, too. Like, a little bit more contact needs to be thrown in. Context needs to be thrown into this. Because, I agree. Yeah, I was I was purposely yeah, yeah, trying sure. to. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it is a fair thing, but that, that's the type of style that D'Antonio plays. Right. In the sense when that, it comes down to it, yeah. D'Antonio outcoached Harbaugh in that yeah, game because absolutely. he knew just get into, the, get into the storm with the lead, no yeah. offense. I mean, that's just better coaching. Yeah, and, and even from the Minnesota game, I mean, they were up, what, 30 or 30 to 10 at one point, I want yeah. to say? Something something crazy. I mean, the defense did let off a little bit. But at the end of the day, that defense, they've been so good this year that it's hard to really blame them. I mean, yes, they did let up a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, like, this is a college football team. This isn't the NFL. Right. Mistakes are going to happen. Gas are going to happen. Yeah. Mentality is going to – this, this you know, you're going to kind of relax with the mentality – it happens at the end of the day. Right. I definitely, still think, this, I definitely still think this team is good. No mistake yeah, about that. Sure. But, like, I'm just trying to remember, remind everyone that this is still a very young team, and I think that a 8-4, and 9-3 and three win season is not a bad thing. Yeah, if they go 9-3, the, they should go 9-3. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that out of the way. They, at this point in the season, if MSU doesn't go 9-3, and three, I think that would be, if they yeah. go 8-4 and four at this point, in my opinion, that would be a disappointment if I was an MSU. I think I said nine and three at the beginning of the year. I said seven and five because we. I mean, I said nine and three being a successful season because okay, that means you yeah, beat one of Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, yeah. or Notre Dame. Yeah. One of those, like that, was my benchmark for the season: beat one of those four teams, and, they and that's a good season. They did. Yeah. So, but now I mean, I think it's now. But um, the problem with the way that the schedule works is. Notre Dame doesn't is not a Big Ten game, so no, it isn't. But they are a good team. That's a good team still, but yeah. and I still conclude as one of the better teams that I wanted to see Michigan State test themselves against. Yeah, and now and then they play Michigan and they got that big win early. So now you're looking at an undefeated Big Ten schedule. So I just think that expectations can rise yeah, as absolutely. as um potentially potentially expectations that this team doesn't shouldn't be like I don't want this team held against held up to because yeah they beat a Michigan team which. The jury's still out on, to be totally honest. Like they've got a backup quarterback. I mean, their defense is good. There's no doubt yeah, about it. But I mean, just, great. I'm just saying. Like I don't. I think that at, at the way that this season goes is if people, if this team finishes nine and three with losses to Penn State and Ohio State, I think people will be disappointed. And I just don't think that's fair. You said you said so. Just to clarify, you think that if MSU finished nine and three with losses to Penn State and Ohio State, people would be disappointed. I think that people would be disappointed given that where they are at this point in the season. You know I, what I mean? As undefeated, there's people are talking about Big Ten championships already. Yes and no, in the sense that even before the season started, the vibe I got from MSU fans was that twenty seventeen wasn't there. Twenty eighteen was going to be MSU's year in the sense that they get Ohio State and, and I think, Michigan at home. These, I, I still think it very is. very young players. Yeah, I yes. think. I, I still think, think that next year this team's going to be even better, but yeah, I think that people absolutely. sort of were saying at the beginning of the year, and then this team beat Michigan. 
And then now it's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe we're off schedule. Maybe we can be, maybe we can downplay for two years. And they still might. I don't know. They still might go out and beat Penn State and Ohio State. I don't yeah, know. They knows? could. I mean, just call but, football. Anything can happen. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think you make a great point in the sense that before the season, MSU fans kind of reset their expectations. They brought it all in, looked holistically at D'Antonio's program, and they were like, okay, three and nine. What, what can we take away from this? They, and at the at the beginning of the year, you couldn't really take anything from this MSU team. Yes, the work you had, you know, some shine, some some signs of you know playing well. You had guys like Josiah Sass, super young. You've heard great things about them all training camp, but you don't know how he's going to play out on the right. on the actual field. So, um, what I'm trying to say is that MSU fans had to, like I mentioned, reset their expectations. But now that they're five and one, three and zero oh in the Big Ten, those those expectations. Of you know of Rose Bowl birth, the Big Ten championship, they're all coming back now because, and I'm I'm sure that Antonio's fine with it. This that's the type of program that he's built in the last five. Six oh years. yeah, I'm sure it's he's 100 percent glad to be back to yeah, that level. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about. Like he thinks that I, I think that this program should be talked about that every year. Yeah. I just don't think that this specific team should be. This program is in the Rose Bowl discussion. It is. Yeah. But I don't, or the playoff discussion, or whatever this new format you want to call it is. It's in the Big Ten championship discussion. It should be. Yeah. Give or take a down year every five years. Um. Election year curse. Look it up on Twitter. That's the thing. Is that a thing? Yeah, apparently it's a thing. Is I mean, it, they didn't, they didn't do is that MSU specific or is it sports specific? I'm pretty sure it's MSU specific. Okay. I've definitely heard of it though, and I I, I, I kind of believe it because 2012. I'm trying to remember 2012. Year. I was a junior in high school. I don't, remember, <laughs> I don't really remember that year. I don't even know who the quarterback was. That was. Was that the year that Andrew Maxwell was yeah, the quarterback? Yeah, that was a bad okay. year. Yeah, that, was that, like that makes sense. The that weird was... year between Cousins and Cook. Yeah. And we had Maxwell kind of doing. Yeah, I remember this. And the I remember Beatles this. Bowl against TCU. Yeah. I think it was like a seventeen sixty. I remember this. Okay. Conroy, yeah. Stuff. <clears throat> yeah. So election occurs, but yeah, uh, uh, who knows? Who knows how MSU does? So this should this should be exciting though. I woke up the other day and I'm like, well, I cover a ring football team. This team might be going places, and it's that's a very interesting kind of. A perspective to take because you nobody expects MSU nobody expected MSU to be good this year. Everyone thought that this MSU team was this was a rebuilding year for MSU. Yes, I agree. absolutely. If they got to a bowl game, they would have been. If MSU was six and six before the end of the beginning of the year, in my opinion, I think more MSU fans would have taken that over the chance of going seven and five or five and seven. And that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. this middle ground area of like eight and four, nine and three is just a weird yeah. spot to be in, yeah. given a team that's over succeeded, but now there's hype around it. That's what I'm so, saying. We'll see. I don't think I I don't think that this team is bad by any means. I don't want people to think that. I think this team is really good. It's got a lot of potential, but yeah. I feel that they're sort of be giving unreasonable expectations just because because of the Michigan win, which happens. That's a rivalry win. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that, that when you evaluate teams, you can evaluate them preseason, and yeah. you don't know much, and then I think you can evaluate them sort of bef- like during their non-conference schedule, so right after the Notre Dame game for this team, and then I think that that is your evaluation. You kind of. Then I think this team then got reevaluated after the Michigan game, which usually doesn't happen like halfway through your Big Ten schedule. That like I I don't know. Yeah, and another thing too is that a couple games that MSU has won have been pretty impressive in the sense that Iowa before the season and Minnesota both both those games were kind of looked at as a toss up for MSU. Yes. And they they took care of business pretty well against both those. You're teams. right. And and who who knows like Iowa might be the second best team out there in the Big Ten West. Yeah. That is a down year for that division. There's Wisconsin in the field. Nebraska's in second round right as I'm looking at it. They're two and two. But everybody knows Nebraska isn't isn't very good. So Iowa, they're sitting at one and two, yes, but who knows? They might end up being the second best team out right. there in the West. I, so, I definitely agree. I think that the uh, Iowa, um, Northwestern and um uh, what was the other? I don't know. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Were the games that were 
like toss ups. That those games were the differences yeah. between a nine and three team and a six and six team. And, and and now those are kind of shading to games that MSU is expected to win. Yes. Because they're going to be. I think this program is back in terms of they should be beating up on the teams yeah, like that. Yeah, and that's another thing too. I don't know if this team is back in terms of they yeah. should be competing with Wisconsin and Ohio State yeah. for the for the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. And another appreciated part about college football is that it's really hard to beat those teams that you should beat consistently. That's what that's yeah. what makes a that's what makes a team good to great. Yeah. Like you have like you should not if you want to be a great program, you should be going at least eleven and one during the regular season. If you're going nine and three with a couple of hiccups that's not a top ten Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State team. Then, right. Then what are you doing? Your hiccup should be eleven and one to nine yeah. and three, not nine and three to three and nine. Or if you're going to have a hiccup, you're going to lose to Nebraska on the road, but still be Michigan and Ohio State on the road, like yeah. twenty fifteen MSU right. team was. But MSU has been really impressive to me in the sense that they have taken care of the of the toss up games that we viewed as top up games, toss up games. Excuse me, before the season in Iowa, Minnesota, because if they lose those two games, but they still beat Michigan, I mean. What is that? Three and three, one and two in the Big Ten. So, it, yeah, I, I, what I'm just trying to say is that MSU has impressed me in the sense that they've beaten teams that they should have, and that 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 to me means a lot in college football more so than a lot of people realize. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked about expectations for 17 minutes. <laughs> I think that it's shoot. pretty fair to uh, oh, ask each other. What do you think this team's record is at the end of the year? Right now, mid-season. Mid-season, I guess. Good time to research expectations. I guess we've been talking about expectations and how it's unfair, but I guess we're about to do it anyway. So what do you think? I think, in my very humble opinion, I think this MSU team will be 10-2 by the end of the year. 10-2? Who are they getting the win over? I think they'll beat Penn State at home. Interesting. Yeah, okay. My thought process behind that is I believe Penn State plays Michigan this week. Then they play Ohio State. Then they play MSU. That's exhausting. Yeah. If they... I think they'll be in my. I think Penn State. I think the Nittany Lions, Nittany Lions, um, will beat Michigan. Absolutely, I don't think the game's gonna be close on a whiteout. Then they might be Ohio State. That's gonna be at the shoe though. But I think they'll have that. They'll have an emotional high of beating those two premier Big Ten teams, right. and they'll have a letdown against MSU. Yeah. Now a lot of my decision does come to the fact that that game is going to be one that fans at East Lan- in East Lansing are gonna get up for. People, oh, yeah. People, people are going to... In all honesty, Spartan Stadium has been a little bit sad just because, like, the students that can just showed up, many fans are leaving. I mean, at the end of the Notre Dame game, I was rough. I mean, I'm not blaming the fans. I, I wouldn't want to be there if I was a fan, but that that was rough. But people are going to get up for the Penn State game because yeah. MSU is, what, number 18 in the country? You win those... You win against Indiana Northwestern. We've been talking about this since last week. You win those two games, college game day will probably be in East Lansing. Yeah, I've been talking about hype this whole be, podcast. Yeah, yeah it'll, the hype machine will be, be here. That is going to be all the hype. And if Penn State, if Penn State beats Michigan and Ohio State these next few weeks, then honestly, we can. If they don't have a couple number one, number one uh, votes, I don't think they'll surpass Alabama. Oh unless yeah, they lose. I agree. But they'll, but the hype around Penn State will be incredible. If Michigan State beats Penn State and Ohio State on the rest of this regular season and then wins the Big Ten championship, I would predict a Michigan State national championship within three years. Because this team is so young that that'd be ridiculous. Absolutely. I like that would be something where they would have that I would think that the Michigan State would win the Big Ten championship for the next three years if they yeah. win this year. Like I mean that's well, three and you never know. You know, I mean in, I mean excluding injuries yeah, and I'll shorten the window to two years if like hypothetically <laughs> in this situation Lewerke's probably going bro after his junior year. Yeah. But probably. which again would be but like if that's the case, these next two years are gonna be special. But I, I don't 
I don't know. I don't think they can beat both teams. I think they're going to go 9-3, and three, which is still a good season for this team. Yeah, exactly. If you look at the word they were at the beginning of the year, that is a highly successful season for them for, for Michigan State. 9-3, and, three, and then that that's... I don't know. If I were an MSU fan, I'd be excited about it. Yeah, it's nine and three with a team that's too young. Yeah, way too young. This this team, mark my words, is going to be something special next year. They're yeah. gonna have preseason. If everything goes as planned for this MSU team and they don't stumble the second half, I think they'll be preseason top fifteen, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the hype will be there, especially yeah. especially if they win their decent bowl game. That'll probably be around New Year's Day. Not 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 a New Year's Six Bowl, but one of like an Outback Bowl or something. Yeah, like I think the Cotton Bowl or the Cotton Bowl, not the Cotton Bowl, but something. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like one yeah. of the ones that you've heard of before, yeah. not like not the like the big Popeyes Bowl, not like the Holiday Bowl or Music yeah. City Bowl. Those are lower tiers. Water City Bowl. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of that bowl game now? I think it's Quick Lane. Is it the Quick Lane Bowl? Quick Lane, something like that. That's that's. If MSU ends up in the Quick Lane Bowl, I if you're an MSU <laughs> fan and you go to that, I feel sad for you that's, because that that means they. Unless you're just looking for excuse to go to a casino. And that's true. I mean, I, mean, but I like, guess if, I guess don't I make it sad. your. I wouldn't make that your whole night. Yeah, that's just, I w- that's I w- a sad. I wouldn't. I'm not. I want to be sad for you, but that's something be, that I. I that's something that you scalp a ticket to because you got nothing <laughs> to do that night. Pretty much. <laughs> Which is what I did in high school for the quick lane bowl when I, when <laughs> I lived twenty minutes from Ford Field. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into Indiana. This is. Um, I don't want to make it sound like we've been overlooking Indiana by talking about expectations this whole time, but Indiana hey, played pretty played Michigan pretty tight last week. For the record, we can overlook Indiana as much as we want. We're not part of the team. That's a good I, point. I, I MSU is probably looking at Indiana right now and be like, all right, one game at a time, one game at a time. And I think they are. I don't think that's coach speak. Yeah. I think this this football team, Dan Tony is going to stress one game at a time. But I but, go for the football team. I don't yes. play for them. I don't have any roots for them. Our job I'm, is I, I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate as much as I want because yeah. our job is to talk about what I'm, all of our readers are talking about and all yeah. our friends as we've been talking about how good is this team. Readers are gonna wanna know so much about what well, about what people think about this MSU team. And that's what we do. And that's fine. That's yeah. Fine. We can overlook Indiana as much as still they played Michigan pretty tight last week to bring yeah, it back absolutely. in. They played Michigan tight what was it, twenty seven twenty? 27-20 in overtime, yes. Yeah. Uh, their quarterback looked pretty good. What's his name? Patrick Ramsey? Peyton Ramsey. Peyton Ramsey, excuse Peyton me. Peyton Ramsey. Um, yeah. Is there, was he named after Peyton Manning? He's going to IU. That's a good question. I have I'm looking this up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But he's looked pretty good. Uh, Jim Harbaugh complimented him after the game and said he yeah, was I mean, excited to see a, him play more. Yeah, because he's a freshman. freshman. And he's a, little, he's a little bit mobile, just like the work he is. So he kind of brings another, another dimension to that game. But... Yes, this is another game MSU should win at home, homecoming week. If they lose this game, let, let, let's kill the hype. <laughs> Next week's podcast is just going to be how awful MSU is. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> they would kind of deserve that, though, losing oh. to Indiana, because then that would be exactly what I was just talking about with this team, is that like this team got a... F- that, then I would be right in saying that this team got a fluke win over Michigan in the rain. <laughs> And, like, the most pessimistic version of this of this team, it would be true, in my yeah. opinion. Like, if they go out and lose to Indiana, then I'd be like, what have we done this whole year? Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of it, too. I don't think they will. We'll, we'll get to yeah. the picks later, but I don't think they're going to. <laughs> um, a lot of it, too, is that Indiana is a young team, registered freshman quarterback. I believe their running back, as well, is a freshman. So they're they're, they're very young in the backfield. Um, Ron Burton, I was... A couple of media guys were talking to him yesterday, the line coach for MSU. He really stressed this idea that MSU's defense has always been on stopping the run. Fundamentally speaking, every almost every week I talk to these guys, it's almost always about stopping the run and making Indiana one-dimensional. And then, you know, you can start playing with a little cover two, cover three, all that kind of stuff, all that action. 
once they throw the ball a little bit more. And when I was talking to um, um, Cameron Drummond of the Indiana Daily Student, the reason he believes that this is going to be a blowout MSU win is because that offense doesn't really know what they're doing yet in the sense that they're super young and that that will have a negative effect on the defense because they're just going to keep going three and out. I believe against Michigan they had five straight three and out, something like that. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe that's one of the stats. Um, so I think capitalizing on that for MSU is going to be huge just because a lot of the times we do see that if the offense can if the offense keeps getting on the field and the defense just can't get off the field, then that's just all this, you know, the, uh, the Brian Lewicki and his offense is going to have a field day against a tired Indiana defense. So. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about in this Indiana defense? I really don't. I truthfully don't know much about this team because I haven't seen a lot of coverage on them. I mean, they're 3-3. Three and three, <laughs> They're 0-3 in the conference as I'm pulling up the ESPN preview. Um, I don't know. They looked good against Michigan, but, again, I mean, we're kind of seeing this Michigan team not have a quarterback, which – College less so than the NFL, but you need yeah. a quarterback. Oh my goodness! What what did um what did O'Corn have last week? Fifty four passing yards. Yeah, that's I mean, abysmal. Oh my goodness! And I do want to say I feel very very bad for Indiana. Their opening schedule was open at open with Ohio State, play Penn State, play Michigan. This is just Big Ten schedule, by the way, not non-con. But they they played Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State to start off their their conference schedule. That's insane. That that's that to me is just like they just got they got to show them the stick there because they're gonna if Indiana loses this game and they're expected to they're zero four in the Big Ten, last in the Big Ten behind Rutgers, and Rutgers had the opportunity to go play Illinois like that's 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 rough for them. I feel for Indiana a little bit there. I feel yeah, for Indiana. But I don't know. That's life in the Big Ten East though. The Big Ten East, the divisions especially. I've heard the, a lot the of divisions aligned terribly. I know that like this was a better system than it was before with was it the champions and the uh, leaders and legends. Leaders and legends. Honestly, that I like that it. a little more. That was a little bit better because it at least sort of split it, but split by like talent, yeah. and now it's like geographical. It makes sense, but I don't know. It's then you get in just the East is just a monster. Yeah, and a little bit too has to do with the West traditional powers aren't very good. Like Nebraska isn't very good this year. Yeah, like, they're a blue blood. Yeah, I, I, I would argue Nebraska is a blue blood. Or have they been a blue blood since they joined the Big Ten? No, 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 not since they joined the Big Ten. But a lot of it does have to do with that. Nebraska is expected to compete every year. They were pretty decent last year as well, too. So they've been good. I don't they've think they've ever been. Good. I don't like, think they've been. Like, have they ever made a Big Ten championship game? They have. They, they have played MSU that one year. Oh, you're right. I, I want to say 2011. Yeah. 2011 or was that Wisconsin? No, I think they made it like, in 2012. Yeah, I don't they think actually no, I don't think Michigan State ever played them. I think that we played yeah. Wisconsin. I think I'm sorry, not we, but Michigan State played Wisconsin and uh, Iowa. Or Wisconsin twice, Iowa once. Wisconsin, no, Ohio State once. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, the okay. some legend stuff, but yeah, a lot of the division alignments has to do with, and Iowa's having kind of a down this year. Yeah. They had that great year in 2015 as well. And I, I want to go back and clarify what I meant about how the Big Ten East is has just it's just a powerhouse because that's not entirely true with Rutgers and Maryland. It's just it's. So there's no middle of the road teams, and Indiana's the one middle of the road team that just gets beat up every year. Yeah, and then I feel bad for Indiana. I mean, even Maryland too has been kind of on the upswing. If they still have a quarterback, I think that's that's an interesting yeah. game. I think that's an interesting game for any conference opponent. But I mean, what they're in the third of the yeah. quarterback that's rough. Is is Purdue in the West or the East? Purdue is in the West, okay. but that's a uh, Indiana. That's Purdue like the split, the, right? Yeah, Indiana and Purdue have that. Uh, what's it called? The yeah, protective rivalry, I believe. So. So. We've tried to talk about this IU game, but we still haven't been able to. Are you just not excited for this game? I mean, I don't 
I want to say I'm not excited, but <coughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it's another game that I'm covering. That's how I view it. Yeah. I just... mostly, mostly all the games, I just, uh, in my mindset, when I go into a game, I just kind of go into it thinking, oh, another day in the job. And occasionally when I'm playing, or excuse me, not when I'm playing, I don't play Michigan, but when MSU plays Michigan, and I'm at the big house at a historical event, I do take it in a little bit in the sense that, wow, this venue is humongous. And I'll probably do the same thing at the shoe, just because those are, his, you know, those are very historically, just very significant stadiums. But I don't, this is just another Big Ten game for MSU, to be honest. I mean, so is, yeah. so is Northwestern, so is Maryland, so is Rutgers. Yeah, it's Rutgers another Big Ten game that they're expected to win. Rutgers, but yeah. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> they're um, Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. All right, well... Yeah, I don't think we really have anything left to say about this IU game. It's a game that Michigan State should win. And um, we're, what, 28 minutes into the podcast? 28 minutes into the we podcast. we haven't done any picks. So. Yeah, let's get into these picks. Um, just a little quick update. I am still in the lead at 10-8, and eight, and then Sweetie and Colton are both tied at 9-9. Nine and nine. Colton can't be here, but he sent me his picks, and so I'll be reading them off, off along as we go. So we'll be doing MSU last, so you guys are going to have to stick around till the very end, like always. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, if you made it this far into the podcast, you'll stick around anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Wisconsin, 24-point favorites over Maryland. Colton, Who's at home? Who's at home? Uh, Wisconsin's at home. Wisconsin's at home. Colton has picked Wisconsin. Because Maryland? Over Maryland. But by 24. Give me, give me a little time on that. Let me... You, you make your pick all first. All right. Um... <clears throat> I think Wisconsin's gonna win. I just think that Wisconsin. Well, I, I think, think Wisconsin's, Wisconsin's gonna win. I absolutely think Fine. Wisconsin's gonna win. I think Wisconsin. Win. <laughs> okay, I misspoke. I think Wisconsin's gonna cover. How about that? I think Wisconsin's. I think Wisconsin. This is gonna be the game where they just be like, "No, we're still the Big Ten too, guys." Yeah, I. They, Wisconsin's due for one of those games, or else I'm not gonna think they're very good, to be honest. I'm gonna go with Maryland because I'm not sure if Wisconsin is good. Ooh. They haven't really. They haven't. Ooh. They they've kind of struggled a little bit this year. I think that's the closest you've gotten to a hot take on the podcast. <laughs> that, but it's true though. They they've struggled a little bit. They struggled against Utah State in their opening game. They struggled a little bit with uh, Northwestern. They struggled a little. I mean, they struggled against Purdue last week. Yeah. So it's. I mean, they did. To Purdue's their credit, better though than they yeah, usually yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. To their credit, they did play. They did destroy Nebraska, and they did they did destroy BYU. Yeah. BYU is also having a historically awful season. Well, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm, I don't want to say that Wisconsin is bad. That's just a hot take, and then don't I'm not going to go that far. But I'm not. You're sure. just going to say you're not sure if they're good. I'm not sure if they're good because this schedule does not inspire fear in anybody. I've got to teach you how to take harder. <laughs> um, I just the, look at the schedule though: Utah State, Florida Atlantic, BYU, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Purdue. That is a weak schedule so far. Yeah, like absolutely, that is such a that's, weak that's schedule. That's actually kind of true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that is um, that is like pitiful. I mean, they we'll have see. Michigan later, but other than that, like they don't even play. Yeah. They don't play MSU, OSU, or PSU. And 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 to give Wisconsin credit, their schedule last year was a bloodbath. So they do they do they do deserve this kind of an easier schedule. But I'm just saying, like that's that's I don't know if this wants Wisconsin team. Going back to the divisional alignment, I think that. The, the schedules are also unfair in terms of, like, every year it's, like, a light year, and then the other year it's, like, a super hard year. Yeah, that's I true. feel like every one of those teams is, like, oh, we play all of our tough opponents away this year. Yeah. So or, like, all, like, that's fair. I don't know. That's I feel fair. like that's a common criticism throughout the Big Ten, is yeah. that, like, uh, is that, like, Michigan State plays Michigan and Ohio State away Yeah. So. in, like, certain years. and But they get Penn State at home, but, like, 
Penn State also wasn't worth talking about like two, three years ago. So yeah, it's and amazing. It's amazing to see how that program's come back. Well, I agree with you, and like I'm not even gonna talk about what happened. All just the like, it just what that program was. But Penn, it is Penn State. They have the resources. I, yeah. In my opinion, to, to be good, it's Penn State. Is that is is what I'm trying to say? That's Penn State. I guess. Like they have so much money there. Like, in the Big Ten, of the athletic departments, I mean, OSU, I believe, is number one, and, and Michigan is such, like, a big yeah. brand, but P- Penn State is yeah, by no, no Penn means State's... far behind there in terms of the resources, the sheer amount of money they have. Um, MSU has 25, excuse, <coughs> excuse me, MSU has 25 varsity sports. I want to say OSU has plus 30. They have, yeah. like, random ones like Archery, I think, and Rifling. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, some of these P5 schools, especially, like, on Ohio State, have so much money and Penn State isn't far behind so it's not too surprising I think they just have to get a good coach and I think James Franklin has obviously done a great job there but it's not it's, I, I'm just saying it's not too surprising I guess yeah alright let's move on to the next game uh, wow I didn't think we'd talk about that much Wisconsin <laughs> um, alright Iowa one and a half point favorites over Northwestern <sighs> Colton has picked Northwestern I think I'm gonna go with Iowa Iowa? I'm going to go with Iowa there. All right. Oh, man, this is such a tough one. Because one and a half points, right? At that point, it's At that point, like, you're just taking who's going to win. Yeah, at that point, it's just... Yeah, like, okay. If that's, yeah, you're right. I'm going to Iowa. I don't think Northwestern's going to um, Unless it's like a 28 to 27 game. Purdue? A rejuvenated Purdue. Yes, nine and a half rejuvenated. point favorites over Rutgers. Who's at home? Rutgers? Uh, yes, I believe it is Rutgers. I'm going to take Purdue on. I think Purdue's a little mad after last week against Wisconsin, where they only lost five possessions. Granted, it was 17, then I believe nine. But yeah. that's a good Purdue team. They have a good offense. Yeah, I, uh, offense. I'm going to take Purdue there. I picked Rutgers last week, and I'm going to take my money to run and pick Purdue. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Rutgers is going to get another Big Ten win this year. Who called them pick? Um, Colton picked Purdue. Okay. Um, so now we, we got. Went, did we all go Purdue? We all went Purdue. Okay. So we deviated on. The other two. Uh, Minnesota, 13.5 point favorites over Illinois. Uh, Colton picked Minnesota. Illinois is at home. Illinois is at home, I believe. I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Illinois, oh wait. Illinois is on the road. Just so everybody knows. But Illinois and Minnesota. Say, I'll take Minnesota on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Illinois is not good. I think Illinois is probably the worst team in the Big Ten out there. No, Rutgers is still the worst. Team. No, I mean Rutgers beat them last week. Though. I still think Rutgers is the worst. Really, team. Rutgers yes. beat Illinois out the road though. I, I, How are you gonna do that to Rutgers, man? I, <clears throat> poor Rutgers. Very, I'm gonna sleep just fine at night thinking Rutgers is the worst team in the Big Ten Network. Poor Rutgers, they beat a Big Ten team for the first time. And who, how? So is that for the first time ever? No, no, probably, no. Probably, they, they, beat Mich- be. they beat Michigan in 2014. I'm just saying. Yeah. But poor Rutgers, man. <laughs> I think I don't think Rutgers is the worst. Poor Rutgers. You're going to get a lot of angry Rutgers fans. If any Rutgers fans listen to this podcast, I will add, Venmo them $5. I'm going to add Twitter. I'm just going to go on Twitter and be like, listen to our podcast, at Rutgers, Rutgers fans. fans. Um, okay. So sad. I'm gonna you pay... still owe me $5, by the way. I do owe you $5. That's what I'm saying. Um, Maybe I'm a Rutgers fan. Cause a Rutgers fan. All right. I'm, I'm picking Minnesota, for if anyone didn't hear that. Um, uh, second to last game, Penn State, 19 and a half over no, U of M. No, is nine it? Nine and a half. Not 19. I believe it's nine and a half. I was going to say, that line didn't sound right. Yeah, as I 19 read it. and a half is just a little, too, a little too absurd for me. But 
Not, I'm pretty sure it's nine and a half. I saw nine and a half. Give me a second. I'm finding it. Okay. Uh, summary. How did I write that down that wrong? I beat this slow again. I'm lying. <clears throat> um, to fill this, fill this awkward space. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should do I'm better talk my about job for this. How amazing Saquon Barkley is. Uh, yeah, it's nine and a half. You were right. So. I'm just saying Saquon Barkley is. A very, very talented. If Saquon Barkley doesn't win the Heisman, then we should just make this a quarterbacks only award. <laughs> That's how I felt about Manti Teo. You know, you know who? I I remember reading recently that an offensive lineman, probably the best ever. I forgot his name. Was like fourth or fifth in Heisman voting. Is that Joe, insane? Was it Joe Thomas? It might have been Joe Thomas. It would make sense. Joe Thomas is a freak. I don't think it was Joe Thomas. It was like way back when. Oh. But yeah. Let that sink in, though. I forgot who it was, and I don't even know I if mean, it's true because I read it on it's, the internet. It's at the point that if you're, you have to be a quarterback to win this award. Like, yeah. Manti Teo had the best season that a defensive player could possibly have. Yeah. And just, what, he finished third? Second, I believe. Second? Then I mean, the whole Laneka Cool thing happened. Yeah, but that was before. Was it before? It, the voting was, votes were turned in, and then it happened. I don't think it was he's announced. Had, but Teo, Teo's had a pretty decent NFL Yeah, Teo's had a solid career yeah, in the so NFL. Good for him. I think he's in the Saints now. I want to say the Saints. I think he is in the Saints. Yeah, I, I was watching Monday Night Football. Um, all right, Penn State, nine and a half favorites over Michigan. Who did Colton pick? He picked Penn State to cover Colton easily. picked Penn State to cover easily, as he said. I'm going to go have Michigan cover. You're going to have Michigan cover. I think, because even a nine-point game is technically covering. I don't think it'll be a three-point game, but I also don't think it'll be a 15-point game. I think it'll be like a nine-point game. I think Penn State's going to win this one. I think that Michigan's I think Penn State gonna... will win, but I think Michigan's going to cover. I think that Penn State's going to get the garbage time league touched on the cover. Ooh, that would make me mad. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those. That, that like... was just like Minnesota last week. That made me kind of mad. I tweeted about it, too. Just because of my picks. You mentioned your Twitter handle a lot. Do you want to tell the good listeners it's what it is? It's Trotta 26 He wants more followers. I have hot takes. No, I don't. No, he doesn't. Um, I really don't. All right, last game. Let's get this over with. Um, <laughs> as we're at minute 38. Oh, God. Um... MSU, seven-point favorites over I, Indiana. Colton has picked MSU. I'm going to pick MSU to cover. I think think, MSU should cover this one as well. I think this will be a comfy two-possession win for MSU. Yeah, I think that this might be a pretty boring game in terms of this game. Michigan State's not going to blow this team out, I don't think, but it's never going to be in doubt. That's what I think. Kind of. I can see them, like, if... I can see MSU have like a twenty-one to zero lead in the first quarter. I can see that. I can see that too. I just don't think. I mean, I think I think that's what's gonna happen. But yeah, I mean, LJ Scott, Madre, Madre London, and Gerald Holmes could each break an eighty-yard touchdown run. That wouldn't shock me. I just don't think it's going to happen. That's true. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. College football's weird. I remember a couple years ago. I don't know. There's a random anecdote. But a couple years ago, MSU was playing Purdue homecoming game I believe a couple years ago 2015 they were all 21-0 I was at a frisbee tournament shout out to ARC um, <laughs> but I was at a frisbee tournament I take the score at Missy was only 21-0 and I'm like oh I go back and they win 24-21 and I'm like what happened there? so who knows college football is weird college football does just college football things. is weird speaking of college football I would like to make a Twitter recommendation instead of following me on Twitter you should all follow Lane Kiffin on Twitter <laughs> because did you see that he followed a a fake fan account that was like a picture of Lane Kiffin as the coach of Tennessee with the bio, with the bio was the return and he followed it. Oh no. And then someone called him out on it. He quote tweeted it was like LOL. <laughs> so like he like first off he followed it, someone called him on it and then he acknowledged that it happened. I love Lane Kiffin and I want him more involved. I don't think he's a good coach, but I just think he's entertaining. 
I didn't know that happened. It's I'm very impressed. Awesome. I'm very impressed. Twitter is equally top five best and worst invention of all time. I just see I see that Lane Kiffin quote tweeted LeBron James and he said come to hashtag the F A U and the U is capitalized because of course it is. Why is people th- why why is people thinking LeBron's gonna go back and play college basketball like suddenly a thing? Is that is that a thing? I like saw on Twitter like, ooh, LeBron going to Duke because he was in that Nike commercial with like the <laughs> I was like, What? But it just has it just has to do with that. I mean he technically does have eligibility left, right? No, no. I mean he also played pro. I think you aren't you allowed to like retire and then go back? No, um you the your just so everybody knows, fun fact, your college clock actually starts one year after you're done with high school, I believe, like age-wise. And after, like, unless you're, like, doing something, like, for example, like a Mormon trip or, like, army or whatever, then you can come back. That's why we see, like, Seuss, however many, like, yeah. I saw, like, a 28-year-old quarterback a couple years ago. Was that, like, Brandon Whedon or someone? <laughs> someone, I forgot. Yeah, because Brandon Whedon wouldn't play baseball or something. Yeah, something, something like that. You, you, but, like, your college clock, I believe. So, like, for example, my college clock has started because I'm a junior, I believe. So, like... Wait a minute. Did you just tell me that I'm not allowed to play sports in college anymore? Yep. You can't play for Thomas. I'm sorry. I'm a fifth-year senior for listeners who don't know, but you I... You can't play for it, so I'm sorry. That's just, that's just how wow. these things go. It's just... I you're just had gonna, such a great chance, you know? You're never, just, gonna, you're never gonna have that cushy, cushy six-figure... Honestly, uh, what I'm most annoyed job. about is that I still have, like, the outside dream that I could, in theory, make the MSU golf team, so that's what I'm most mad about. Golf team. That's right. You know, c- cool, cool fact. The golf team, the men's golf team has two sets of, like... Not twins, but, like, siblings. Isn't that cool? Doesn't the soccer team have that, too? I don't know if the soccer team does. The soccer team definitely has one set of siblings. But, but like, like all four of them have played for Michigan State. That's pretty cool. But the men's golf team has two sets, and the women's golf team has one. That's pretty cool. Random anecdote. We might see a feature story on that. I like to, I just like to look at rosters sometimes when I'm bored. It's what I do in my free time. It's weird. And not really. You can always, I mean, I... I listen to great podcasts like this one. Ah, well, you're weird. <laughs> all right, everyone. I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening to this <laughs> oh too-long podcast, probably. Um, if you want to give us some feedback, you can email me at sports at statenews.com. We that's, love it. If you want to so have us answer any questions, <laughs> um, so if you think that you deserve to be a guest on this podcast, we'd love to have an interview in here every once in a while. I don't know. Give some feedback. Um, I don't know if you're funny, though. You can, But no, you're not funny. I'll let you on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I work here. That's what I'm um, Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am Sam Metry again. Sweetie, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Catch us next week on the State News Sports Podcast. Bye-bye.